Father, we thank you for everything. Thank you for our year of higher height. Thank you because this year we shall be equipped to love and serve you more. We give you thanks for what you did in the first service. And we thank you for the more things you are going to do in this service. Lord, we stand in all of you. We want you to know that we love you. And there is none that can be compared to you. Teach us your word. Speak to our life. Meet us at the point of our needs. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout a louder amen, somebody. You may please be seated. God bless you. Glory be to God. Welcome to the year of higher acts. Amen. Now we are going to go into the word of God. And I trust God that is going to speak to us in new dimensions in Jesus' name. Now, a quick one. So I would like us to open our Bible to Psalm 18, verse 32. Psalm 18, verse 30 and 2. Psalm 18, verse 32. It says, It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my eye places. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 19. The Lord God is my strength and it will make my feet like hinds feet and it will make me to walk upon my high places. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Last week Sunday we saw the video, the short clip on the hinds, what we call the mountain goat and in another climb in South America is called the ibex and we realized that you see from that video you, if you missed last sunday service just is on our youtube and some of you are not subscribed to our youtube channel all right i want to encourage you if you're on instagram just search for real grace chapter real grace um, chapel um hq um on instagram on facebook on the youtube we are we have one handle now set for it subscribe turn on your notification bell so that in case you are not in church you no longer have to miss anything, including upcoming events and the likes. Now, so we know that the mountain goat is a specialist in climbing mountain and loves to go higher. Now, this is our year of higher heights. And um, one of the things that I want to explain to you from the theme of the year, which the Lord gave to us, that higher height. The first thing you will realize is that we didn't say it's our year of high height. We didn't use the word I, but we use the word higher. Now, it simply means that that word factors in the fact that you are, it does not mean that when you enter into this year, you have not accomplished anything. Maybe last year, fantastically, you accomplished all your goals, every of your dreams all came to pass whatever you dreamt of your goals your aspiration came to pass the way i want to acknowledge those who are joining us online i can see that some of you are online god bless you can you put your hand together for all our online audience god bless you now also move out of anything anything out of your way that can cause distraction if you're joining us online right now um take out your notes and your house is now the temple of God, wherever you are has become the temple of God. So I want you to just be serious, focus, and avoid distraction. God bless you. Amen. So, like I was saying that 
we use higher, factoring the fact that some of us, it's not that we are low. You are high already. But the Bible says that the path of the just is as a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter. So it simply means that whatever accomplishment or achievement you had in 2021, it's time to put them aside and uh, focus on higher heights. You know the word, if you had 10 Naira last year and that was your goal, then this year you should aim higher. You should aim for more. That is what higher height stands for. Now, I want to use a building as an illustration for us to understand what I'm about to say. And I thank God our structural engineer is in the, in the house. So uh, in case I need this, uh, if I've gone out of way, I think, uh, Mr. Chidi, you are there to bail me out today. Because I am not a structural engineer. I'm not into building. So we have one in the house. So once I say um, the thing that is off point, you can just notify me. Then I will call you to come and help me out. Now, if you have built a five-story building, that was your accomplishment for 2021. 2022, you want to move your five-story building to 20-story building. It simply means there is one major factor that can, or there are some factors, I should say, that can tell us, or that can inform an engineer if what you are about to do will work or not. The first thing an typical engineer will ask you, a structural engineer or an architect will ask you is, the foundation you laid was it for 20-story building or for five-story building? If your answer is that it is for five-story building, then one of the things you will be told by an engineer is that you cannot just go on to convert a foundation of five-story building to 20-story building. So am I right or wrong? So it simply means for you to go higher, you have to perhaps pull down this entire structure and a new foundation will have to be laid with 20 building in view. The building that collapsed on the island, I am not there, but some of the things that we heard was that the approval was for five-story or for whatever thing that was then moved to that point. What you will have if you build on such a foundation is disaster. So it simply means for higher heights to take place, you have to consider the foundation. The type of foundation you are laid, you have laid or you are laying will determines how high you will go. And let me give you a statistic. The tallest building on record as of today is Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Burj Khalifa, the height is 828 meters. In terms of feet, that building is 2,716 feet. The foundation of that building is about an average of over 50 meters, according to what I got on Google. 
That means the debt is about 164 feet. Then I had to check what is the average height of a five-story building. And according to my research, an average height of five-story building is about 75 feet. Engineer, thank you. 75 feet. It simply means that this Burj Khalifa, when that structure was started, and the man who was having five-story building in view started his own project, the one who aimed at building two-story building, three-story building, all things being equal, who is that Mrs. Kuche? Oh, welcome from Jamaica. God bless you, man. All right. Would have finished his own building whilst this one they are still working on foundation. It means this man who wants to build bungalow, a story building, two-story building, four-story building, five-story building, all of them perhaps would have even started living in their own house. When this Burj Khalifa, they are still working on the foundation. Because if they fail to do that, it's a matter of test. It's a matter of time, I mean, that building will come crumbling down. Our church, in the area where we, we have our permanent site, I thought it was a joke because all the ones we've been building maybe like just, it's just bungalow like this. But there we are going for a two-story building. And for the first time, the Lagos State government told us that, you see, the first thing you need to do before we can give you approval is that you need to go and do soil tests. So we need to be able to know whether the soil of that land can hold the height you want to take. And you, they need to bring the report to us before we can then go into other phases of your building. If you wanted to build a bungalow in that place, for instance, we will have finished by now. But because we are aiming for heights, higher height than a bungalow, the bureaucracy and all the things involved, in fact, it's almost one year now. I think they are just telling us maybe in some few weeks our approval will be ready. But it's not a small thing because they know that it's more the higher a building is, the more diligent the engineers need to be because lives of people are at stake. What is the foundation for higher heights? We will not just say, oh, I want higher heights in 2021, 2022. It's my year of higher heights. What is it that is required of you to see higher heights in all your endeavor this year? So we are going to now check on foundation for higher heights. And that's what I'm going to be teaching for the next three weeks. Foundation that must be laid for higher heights. Foundation we are going to check today is the foundation of faith. Say with me, the foundation of faith. For you to see higher heights, then we need to, to understand that faith is a prerequisite. You, it's not negotiable. It's a foundation that must be laid before heights can take place in the life of a believer. Now let me say this. Oftentimes you see that I, there are a lot of in, um, things, maybe I, I make jokes and other things, offered my someone, 
But this is not going to be one of those sermons. It's a serious thing. Because when you are laying foundation, you know. So today, I, you may, I don't want you to go off on me, right? Because we are going to go to school right now. And some of you, you don't like going to school. So, you know, it's not every time we do a lot of other preaching. I want to teach. So this morning is teaching and not preaching. Teaching simply means that there will be a lot of definitions. Because I am laying a foundation that will carry you through the entire year. So I'm, I'm not going to preach it so that you walk on assumption. I'm going to be teaching it so that you will understand very well what you are doing throughout the course of the year. Are you with me? Now, teaching can cause headache because you have to engage your mind. Teaching is not exciting. It's not something that maybe will make you jump or, you know, that is often what we have when we are preaching as preachers. All right? But teaching, the environment is calm. In fact, the environment can make you feel sleepy. All right? So you have to be determined that you want to gain something because knowledge determines I. Knowledge is power. So are you with me right now? Now, are you ready to, to enjoy some teaching this morning? Now, foundation for IRI, the foundation of faith. So you need to get your writing material ready, get your notes ready, get your Bible opened, and we are going to go deep into the Word of God. Now, there are two scriptures I'm going to read right now as we go on this foundation of faith. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Or I think I should just start with two major scriptures before we go into Mark chapter 9. Verse 23, okay, so let's know that I, I will take Matthew chapter 9, verse 26, then Mark 9, 23. So Matthew 9, 26, foundation of faith for higher height. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God, look at it, with who? Oh, with who? With who? Oh, please, I, I want us to engage because we are in class right now. So you see, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions. With who? God. Fantastic. With God, all things are what? Do you agree with this? Oh, respond. Please, do you agree with this? With God, all things are what? Now, Mark 9.23. Not only is it all things are possible with God, there is another person too that operates in the realm of God. Who is this person? Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, look at the word believe, if thou can believe, all things are to him that... Now, you will see here that the same thing that was said of God, that with God all things are possible. But now he's saying that any other human being that believes, that walks in his belief, to that same human being, because you believe, you are now operating in the same realm of God. So your believing, operating in your belief, or working in belief, means you are now promoted into the realm of God. So all things are possible with God. All things are possible to him that also what? Believe. So belief is a higher height level. Now we say for height to take place, there must be what? Foundation. So if I say to him that believes, 
All things are possible. For that person to walk in the realm of possibility, that means belief must have a foundation. Are you with me? Because we are saying that this man naturally is a man. She's a woman. So she's not, also, she's not naturally meant to experience the same results with God. But the Bible says, if this man believes, he goes higher and begins to operate in the realm of God. So right there, whatever is possible with God, by believing, this man too will begin to experience that possibility. So, and we have said, for acts to take place, there need to be what? Foundation. A man that must rise to that level of operating in the same realm of possibility with God, we must then ask ourselves, on what foundation is it operating? What is the foundation that is believed is resting on? That is the foundation of faith. Faith is the foundation that believes operate in. Now, it may sound confusing. Because, you see, most of the time, people think that belief is one thing, to believe is one thing, and faith is another thing. Now we are going to go to school. Are you ready to go to school? No, are you ready to go to school? Oh, I love going to school. The only thing I don't love mathematics. Okay. Okay. Now, we are going to then look at the Greek word for this word faith. Now, the, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. Now, because I want to explain faith from the Greek perspective, which is in the New Testament, we are going to be using some Greek translation. Now, I'm not going to bore you, but the outcome that I seek to achieve in this meeting is that, number one, you should be able to understand what faith is. You should be able to distinguish between faith and belief. And you should be able to know the end result of faith. The end result. So anywhere you see any, and you pick up your Bible from today, by the time I finish, you see when Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Or Jesus said to him that believer, you'll be able to know what is being said. Now there are three key figures of speech we are going to deal with. Now, verb, and adjective. I'm going to make it as simple as possible because I believe an average person needs to understand. In the elementary definition of a noun, is defined as the name of any person, right? Animal, place, or thing. So, my name is John. I am John. That is a noun. This is a table. That is a noun. All right? Now, that table, John has so many things working in his land. But when you put me all together, you put me under one, one thing, I am called John. Now, there are different parts of my life that is working to make me John. I have my eyes. I have my ears. I have my nose. I have my leg. So, when you say faith also, faith is a noun. But it tells you that every noun has different components that makes it all. Do you understand that place? I am John. You call me John as a total person. But for me to stand before you as a living person, a lot of things are working. For me to be, so even though my identity is John, you can refer to me, you can call me, maybe this is my hand, this is my leg, this is my, whatever you call, this is my head, whatever. So when we say faith as a noun, we are also saying that for faith to work effectively, there are also different aspects that makes faith, faith. But often that when people just say faith, 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 I have faith. They don't understand what faith is founded on. Now, now let's go to class again. There are three Greek words that 
the word faith is founded on or expressed or means or three Greek expressions of faith. The first word is pistis. Pistis. So whenever you read your New Testament and you come across any word and faith is mentioned as a noun, oftentimes this is what it means. Anytime the Bible mentions faith in the New Testament, by default, know that what it's referring to is a noun. And that noun is called what? Pistis. Pistis. Fantastic. So let's look at the Bible scripture. Mark eleven twenty two, for instance. And Jesus answered said unto them, Have faith in God. What is that faith? What's the Greek word for that faith now? What's the Greek word for that faith? Pistis. Or when you read in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, that says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. There are three faiths mentioned here. But could, it mean, could, could they all mean different things? No. Anytime you see faith mentioned as a noun like this, from faith, it didn't attribute anything to it, to faith, as a situation, the just by liberty is only using one noun, and that noun is what? Pistis. You cannot go wrong. Just understand that. That anytime faith is written out in the Bible, is a noun, and that noun is what? Pistis. So even though there are three faiths, from faith to faith, the just shall liberty, all of them refers to one word called pistis. Are you with me? Have you gotten that? We are still going to write tests. Amen. Now, there is what we call the negative prefix. In the English language, the negative prefix is often UN. So if you have something like a positive word like believe, if you want to use, if you attach UN to that word, it means unbelieve. So it is not direct opposite. The word itself is positive. The negative side is the UN makes it what? Negative. So if you have do, if you want to make it, are you with me? Now the same thing applies in the Greek language. The Greek says, instead of, instead of them using UN, they use the letter A. Letter A. So for instance now, don't worry, if pistis is faith and English call it belief, and the opposite is unbelief, right? It means in the Greek, if you had to add the A to it, what would you call pistis then? Apistis, right? Good, you have gone, you have done right, but only that there are still some other dynamics. So it is actually called apistia. But if you call it apistis in the sense, somebody will understand what you are trying to communicate. Because once you add the A, it means the negative of pistis is what? Apistia. All right, fantastic. So, when you have somewhere in Mark 9, verse 24, that says, Mark 9, 24, that says, and straight away the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. He didn't say, you see that? He didn't say, Lord, I have faith here. We are going to get there. He said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. If you want to say this unbelief in Greek, based on what you have just said, what is the Greek word for this word now? Apistia. Because it's unbelief. Unbelief, unbelief, believe is faith, unbelief. So the UN is there. So you see, it's apistia. 
Am I boring you? Am I boring? Are you bored? Are you getting excited that you are knowing something right now? Good. The next word is a verb. This is where it's getting interesting. Now, I said, belief must have a foundation, right? Good. Anywhere in your Bible, New Testament, you come across the word belief. Greek translation, King James may call it believe it. Other one may say believe. Is using the verb of faith. Because a verb is an action word. A verb is a noun put to work. A verb is not just a noun. It's not a noun. But it's a, I'm trying to make it as simple. Because I know different categories of people are here. But anytime you want a noun goes into action, its action is referred to as a verb. Do you understand? So John is fighting. John, a noun, what John is doing, fighting, is what? A verb. Do you understand what I'm saying? John, now, is fighting. Fighting is a verb. Is a noun. The word for the verb of faith is pistio. P-I-S-T-E-U-O. P-I-S-T-E-U-O. Pistio. And this is the word that is used in throughout the New Testament majorly as belief. 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 So belief simply means faith is at work. Belief means faith in action. Belief means faith in operation. Belief means putting your faith to work. Whenever you put your faith to work, you don't call it faith anymore. What do you call it? Belief. So now let's go. Having that in mind, let's look at what the Bible says. So going back to our main text, Mark 9.23, say, Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe. If thou can what? Believe. Oh, are you still here with me? Ask your neighbor, are you still in class? No, tap your neighbor and say, my neighbor, are you still in class right now? Good. What did your neighbor say? All right. If thou can believe. Now, is this pistis or pistio? Is this pistis or pistio? Believe, is this pistis or pistio? If thou can believe, all things are to him that. Now, so believe means faith in operation, faith in action. Faith is being put to work. But is this the same thing? Yes. Is somebody with me? So anywhere you open in your Bible, you see the Bible using the word believe, believe, believe. You know that it's referring to the fact that now in the operation of faith. Is somebody with me right now? Fantastic. Let's go to the next word. The adjective of faith right now. The adjective of faith. The adjective of faith in the Greek is called pistos. Say with me, pistos. 
Oh, which one me all this while and now? I just came to George Jaja on my own. No, now the pastor don't they give me all this vocabulary. Eh? Relax. Why are you like that? Don't you want to grow? Ask them who said that. Are you the one that just said that? No, get an answer. I said, ask them, are you the one? Are you the one? Get an answer. Are you the one? Because what is all this mysterious business? So it means a year of higher height. So pistols, but it's actually put out pistols. It's all pistols. All right? Pistols. That's how it's pronounced. Is the word for faithful, faithfulness, or to be faithful. So when you read your Bible next time, and you see the word, maybe like 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. He's actually referring to faith. The expression of faith. The end result of faith. Pistols. So let's look at the scripture. Let, let me give you a scripture right now. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. Look at it. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful. Faithful is Greek word for what? Good. Faithful is the Greek word for what? Fantastic. Please clap for yourself. I didn't know that you are going to get it that fast. Pistos. So he that is faithful in that which is what? Least will be faithful in that which is much. He that is unjust, unjust. Now, if you check, a youth faithful, now it means unjust here. Based on what I share with you, UN, UN has been introduced to the opposite of faithful here. Now you have pistos. If you are to pronounce it in Greek, what are you going to call this unjust right now? Wow, you got it. You see that it's so simple. Now you are a pastor already. Maybe we should just share this puppet next Sunday. Because you're understanding the fundamentals. Amen. So you even without you knowing, because you can see that in nation, he that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful in that which is more. Then he's trying to give you the opposite of faithful there in that context. And he uses the word unjust in little will be unjust. And if you check that word in your Greek concordance, what you will get there is apistos, unjust, unjust in little, unfaithful in little. So other translations may now you may not now use unjust, but they will use the word unfaithful. It's the same thing. Are you getting it now? Yes, so you will realize that to be faithful means to be loyal, to be trusting, to be trusted. And the opposite apistos is unfaithful, unjust, unbelieving. Praise the Lord. Now, in all that I have just done in this short time, do you realize that I have not defined faith? You and I have not defined faith. Because from today, when you hear the word faith, I want you to be able to know what it means. Now, John is my identity. My life as a person has so many components. So whenever we want to define faith as a noun, we are now trying to say that whenever you hear faith, the component that makes faith to be faith these are this so whenever you want to define a noun you are trying to define the thing that makes it a noun so if i call this a table 
This is a table. Are you with me? In a, this, this is a side table, all right? Then if you ask me to define a side table, what I'm trying to then define is what quantify, what makes a table a table in a certain sense and makes it different from a chair. Do you understand? Now, those names mean different attributes. So even though both of them can, the final characteristics that you can rest on them, but a table has some attribute that a chair does not have. Do you agree with me? So when you say faith, faith, faith is a noun. Then you have to now define the attribute of faith. Now tell your neighbor again, something is about to be explained now. You cannot afford to miss it. What is faith? Faith is simply absolute trust in God and his word. Absolute trust in God and his word. Anytime a man have trust in God and his word, that man is said to have faith. Do you understand? You, I, I will say I have faith. Why? Because I trust in God and his word. That is simple definition of faith. I thought you should even clap. Because you thought it was going to be so big. Right? So faith is what? Absolute trust in what? And is... Now, what then is belief? What does it mean to believe? To believe now means when you put that trust that you have in God and his word, you put it to work. You are acting based on your trust in God and his word. The basis for your confession, the basis for your action is that you believe in God and his word. What you are doing at that moment is called what? Believing. Whenever you engage the word of God, you engage God and his word. What you are doing is called what? Believing. Now, let me say this. Let me show you something. Assuming this is my meal, this communion material is my meal. And the, the Lord said to me, give it out. Give it out. My last food, my last penny. Or the Holy Spirit said to me from the word of God, give and it shall be given to you. And that morning as I'm reading that place, the Lord said to me, um, that thing you have in your house, give it out. Maybe it's the only last thing I have. Now, I then go and give that thing out. People around me then look at that. Oh boy, you the craze? Are you normal? You they think well? Why are you giving your last food? Why are you giving your last cup? Why are you giving your last shoe out? Now, what I am doing by giving out that thing is called what? Believing. The reason behind my believing, the foundation I'm acting on, is called what? Faith. So I am doing what I am doing. My action to give is founded on the word of God and God himself. 
So you see that when a man is operating in the realm of believing, if you ask him why he's doing what he's doing, he will refer you to what God has said to him. So if he say, why are you doing what you are doing? He said, because God said it. He can say, I had, I, he spoke to me through a vision. He spoke to me through a dream. I, he spoke to me through his words this morning that I should do it. That is the man that is up, going to operate in the realm of impossibility. Oftentimes, people make a mockery of their faith. They are acting, confessing that it is well with me. It is well with me in 2022. It is well with me. But, you that, but why are you saying it is well with you when you are sick? Because my pastor said, you are not operating it well. Why are you saying that you will get a job this year? I don't know, but I just know I will get a job. No. Believing must be founded on God and his word. That is what faith is all about. When whatever you are saying or doing lacks the, the God factor and his word, you are only doing mental exercise, which is called Yoruba, calling a yoja. You are just gambling, right? You are not sure because your, your belief system will be tested. The devil will come and test what you believe. Maybe, for instance, I don't know whether you have been there, that you, you are healed. Then the sickness will become more severe. The headache will now come so hard. He's trying to test whether truly you understand what you are doing. But when the headache becomes so hard, and you say, no, headache, you don't belong to my Bible body, because, you see, God cannot lie. God has told me that I am healed. Even though the symptoms right now, it's telling me 38 degrees Celsius. Even though my body is so hot, but right now, I'm not going to back down, because God told me in his word that I am healed. Do you understand? So when the devil came to Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane or in, 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 in the wilderness in Luke chapter 4, you realize that Jesus just kept saying, it is written. It is written. It is written. And do you realize that the devil cannot stay in that environment anymore? The, Bible says, the devil departed from him. Why? Because he was now operating on his faith. He was walking in the realm of believing. And that means... The devil cannot resist him. So he didn't say because I am the son of God. He didn't say because I am Jesus. But why was it that he kept saying, it is written, it is written. The devil was trying to check whether he truly understood the principle he was working with. Because he was truly hungry. He was, he, things were not going right in his life. But he said to the devil, what is written is more important than what is happening. You get to that point in your life. Yes, you can clap. If you want to clap, it's a good place to clap. What is written is more important than what is happening. In John chapter 11, what was happening was that Lazarus was dead. The life had gone out of him. But what is written was that I am the resurrection and the life. What is written will always overcome what is happening if you keep walking and standing on the word of God. Is somebody with me? Yes, sir. 
Good. Now, the next thing we want to understand is that the adjective of faith, which is called faithfulness, that's where I want to land. I've defined it now, the verb, the adjective. I've defined what it means to believe. You see, in 2022, so many books have been written on faith. So many discussions have been said about believing God for this and faith. Having faith for this, believing God for this. But there are few materials you will really see on the adjective of faith, which is faithfulness. What does it mean to be faithful? When you believe, you are, trying, you are connecting with God to receive from him. Get it right now. So, believing is putting the word of God to work, to receive from God. Now, faithfulness, in, in his other word, is putting the word of God to work so that you can live by it. Believing is concerned about receiving from God. Faithfulness is concerned about living for God. Believing is concerned about what I want to get from God. Faithfulness is concerned is with about what how I want to live for God. Do you understand the thing now? Believing says, God, give me, give me, give me. Faithfulness says, God, help me to be pleasing, pleasing, pleasing to you. Believing says, you know, Lord, I want, I want, I want. Faithfulness says, Lord, I will, I will, I will. Let your will be done. The end result of faith in the life of a believer is that it moves you to become faithful. If all you can boast of is a faith that is receiving from God, you Monday is a liar. This book, she leaves church to go to boyfriend's house, and yet he comes to church to preach. She dances well in church, but goes to the club to also do second round dancing. They call her sister in church or brother in church, but also this same brother has 
Another identity. Uh, uh, somebody posted on Facebook recently, they sent me a chat where the person said, please, those of us who go to club, please be careful of the way you take pictures because some of us are very important in our church. Oh, yeah. You see, faith that is not producing faithfulness in your life will end up in disaster. Faith that is not producing faithfulness in your life will end up producing disaster, will lead to disaster. Believing operates by gifts. Believing produces gifts. Faithfulness produces fruits. Believing God produces gifts. You will see that the person is so blessed. The person is, you know, is having a prosperous life, doing well as a Christian. But that is as much as the person can boast. But when the person becomes faithful, you will see the fruit of the Spirit there. You will see humility there. You will see holiness there. You will see the fear of God there. I'm sure some of you have seen some so-called Christians who they have results, but they don't have character. They have so much result in their life, but they don't have character. You see, it's a Christian who is operating in belief, but not in business, faithfulness. What does Jesus have to say? Abraham is called the father of faith. But if that was all that was said of Abraham, then the, the scripture is not completed. So in Genesis chapter 13 verse 2, the Bible says, And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. What produced that result? was that when God said to Abraham, come out of your father's house into a land that I will show you. Bible says that Abraham carried all his family and went out of all. What was he doing when he was going out? Acting on his faith. That means he believed God. So believe in God produce what? Riches. It produces silver. It produces gold. It made Abraham prosperous. But down in his life, Somewhere in Genesis 15, thereabout, Sarah said, This is my housemaid. Sleep with her. Let her give you a child. And you will realize that when Abraham went into Agar for a long period, you will never see that God spoke to him. He still had his money, he still had his clothes, he still had his servants, he had everything. But what he lacked, was the manifestation of the presence of God around his life. He didn't have the presence of God. So God came to him later on and said, Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. In other words, don't let your focus just be on these riches I've given to you, on this child I've given, I'm going to give to you, on this land you are going to possess. Abraham, there is more to working with God than having material things, and that is walk before me and be perfect. So look at the latter life of Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 verse 19. Look at how Abraham was described. He says, so then, they which be of faith, pistis, are blessed with faithful, faithful, faithful Abraham. Abraham. So Abraham did not just have faith, he grew to become what? Faithful. See, when in your work of faith, the end goal is that you should be faithful. Some time ago, I, will, I, I had to do an insurance claim. 
from the insurance company. And I realized that uh, the temptation to exaggerate on the claim of what people stole in that place was much. And instantly it dawned on me that no wonder the Bible said that he that is faithful in the unrighteous mammon in money matters. So who will give you your own when you have not been faithful in another man's? So I said to myself, I then understood what Abraham meant when he said in Genesis 13 that he said to the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, said, take all your things. I don't want you to say that you made Abraham rich. Some of us hearing me this morning, how did you become rich? What is the source of your money? No, what is the source of your job? What is the source of your income? Perhaps we should ask, what is the source of the shoe you are wearing? Or the clothes? Or the hairstyle? Or the phone? Is left for you to answer. But Abraham said, I reject this money. You see, if you really want to see the fullness of your faith work at work in your life, there are some things you have to reject. You rather say, I rather be poor right now, so that no boy, no man can boast that he made me rich. You see, some of us, when we are under financial pressure, we forget about faith. So no wonder you are not believing God for healing. But healing is not coming because you are not faithful. So you say, Christian, pray, fire, thunder, die, kill, go. And the devil is just there. Or day she. Because you see, even the earring you are wearing is not your own money. Even the shoe you are wearing is not your own shoe. You stole the shoe. I say, I kick every devil out with a stolen shoe. No, with a stolen shoe. You see, if there is any way the devil robs Christians of their blessing, it's true one of the major ways. Number one, pride. Number two, lies. Until you deal with lies, a lot of your prayers will not be answered. Because two things cannot flow out of your mouth. You cannot be a lying Christian and be making confession. I confess with my mouth that I, I will have this car. But the devil said, with that same tongue that you used to lie, they ask you where you are. They say, uh, you know, I know there is diplomatic lie. You know, one day I was calling somebody somewhere. You know that the, the person does not want to lie. So I said, where are you? Because the person wanted me to know that maybe I wanted to find out whether he was in the house. So what, you know what the guy did? He left his house, came to the street, said, I'm not at home. Technically, he wasn't at home. But me, I was looking at him also. All the drama. Children of God, look at how Christianity is being made mockery of. Especially those of us who are Pentecostals. You know, we speak in so much tongue, but we lie at the same effects. There is no character in what we do. You, today you cannot even do business with a fellow church member and not think twice. Today, as pastors before, we used to do guarantorship for people. But now, every pastor knows that you cannot do guarantor for anybody regardless of who he is. Because pastors have gone to jail 
all in the name of Duking guarantorship. Even other fellow Christians who are going to you know, be troubled just by standing guarantorship for members of the faith. And you see, some of us, no hearing, no lipstick. Those are the things we call holiness. You understand? But the true meaning of holiness is that you are faithful. You get to work on Monday now. You write 8.05 and you are standing in by 10 o'clock. Now, you see, the devil will leave you there. They never catch you. But one day, one trouble will come in that place of work or may come in that place of work. Maybe somebody will steal something and they will now rub it on this Christian. Then this Christian will now go before God. Lord, instead of this happening in the office, please help me. And that season to be as if God is far from her or him. It's because in that place of work, he or she has been laying a foundation of unfaithfulness. Let us not deceive ourselves. Some of us know if you have more money this year, it will be more disaster. Because at this current level you have, even your money now has made your shoulder grown up. You don't greet people anymore. You don't say I anymore. Your father is like cockroach before your eyes. Some of you, this chicken two cowbell breast that has come out made you equal with your mother. They can't control you anymore. A lot of these guys don't get their mother out. But I know what I'm saying. And they come to the holy, how you love, I'll create son, call you God. You know, I said son, you know, I know what I'm saying. Holy is your name. Oh, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. <laughs> and he calls him. Mommy said, go and put something. No. Let's talk about some women. Women, they come to pray. I see women, pastor, pastor, my pastor. If a pastor is highly promoted, then they go, how are daddy? Me, I don't like daddy. I think when I allowed daddy towards the end of the year, when I checked the mirror, I started seeing gray. I said, our church member, you see now. When the daddy, you, your gray hair will start coming out. But it's not wrong. But do you know what is wrong? When you daddy your pastor and you call your husband by name, you, it is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Why should you daddy a pastor? And you, you undaddy your husband at home. Look at it. Charity, they say, begins where? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my pastor is my man of God. My pastor is my spiritual father. So, and my pastor is only a righteous my pastor is lovely, but that man that I man is not a man, is a moon. That my pastor, if you know that man, wicked to the cool, is very wicked. It's not this. So I will daddy my pastor, but that one at home, I will not undaddy him. Listen, some of you, if you live with your pastor for one week, if you live with your pastor for one week, 
All those daddy will disappear. You should go and ask your pastor's wife. You realize that your pastor too is as human as your husband. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Faithfulness is the true definition of a Christian. So before you start telling me how your faith produced car, how your faith produced house, how your faith produced shoe, tell me how your faith has affected your life. A faith that is not affecting your life and is giving you results is a faith that wants to post you to hell. Look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 7, verse 20 to 24. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. What is he talking about there? Faithfulness. By their faithfulness, you shall know them. By their faithfulness, you shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, in fact, these guys, I like them. They are not even calling Lord once. Everywhere is Lord, Lord. Very spiritual people. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Why are they boasting? Because each time they prophesy, it comes to pass. Their prophecies come to pass. Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? They do deliverance a lot. And in thy name done many wonderful works. What are they talking about here? Believing. They are talking about the oppression of their faith. But you see, towards the end, there is one thing that faith should lead to. That is not the final bustle. He did not lead to it. And look at it. Say, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that walk iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth this saying of mine, and doeth them, I will like him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. You can have results and still go to hell. This year of higher height, if there is anything you become, Become a faithful Christian. Then God looks at you. Say, my son, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. You know, I love this scripture. When we read about faithfulness, now let's go back to what it means. The areas you must focus on your faith, on being faithful. It says, um, in the let me, I'm trying to pick up a scripture for you right now. Good. There's a scripture I'm trying to look. He that is faithful in little shall be faithful where? Luke 16.10. What is the little God has given to you? Do you know that faithfulness will usher you to prosperity? The five nera, the two nera, the 20 nera, the small business. That is why at the crossover, I said, the greatest thing that makes people poor is when they take the work of their hand lightly. They are not faithful in their hand. 
And I will still say it again. Those of you who have left the work of your hand, your natural ability undeveloped, it's not wrong to go and work. But you see that your ability is the key to your prosperity. That gift that God gave to you, you find it easy to just maybe plate air. And you take it for granted. You'll be surprised you may remain poor for the rest of your life. Because you are not faithful in that thing. That's why you see that this year, you see us introducing new groups. And one of them is the entrepreneurship group for those who have businesses in church. And I told my wife, which is going to be part of that group, even me, I'm going to be part of that group. And you know what? We'll be visiting all those who own business. This year, you, you see us come to your business point, not to make more clear of you. I will tell you, no, do it this way, do it that way. Don't you do it this way, do it that way, do it this way. Those who need help in our only two ways will help those who will. Help can come in a different way. But I'm telling you, that is what that support group is going to be meant for. Because you see, you can do well if you just become faithful. You go to work late. Other shops have opened at 11 by 9. You are getting there by 12. You are calling the God of Elijah to come and stamp your lateness. How can that work? How can that work? The same style you knew since 20 years ago is the same style you know today. Even if you are God, will you send customer to him? Because if I now send customer to him to store now, what will you do? He will store the style of 20 years. So shoulder pad will mean then the breast cup, one we face, then you turn the person to a masquerade. So the person is coming. My church member is strong. In this year of higher height, be faithful. Faithful. In all that you do, know that a Christian ought to be. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now we are going to pray. First and foremost, I want to lift your voice and thank God for his word. Lord, thank you for speaking to me. I know better now. I know better now. Lord, thank you for speaking to me. I give you thanks for your word. Thank, Lord, just thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word that has come to you, that has come even online everywhere you are. Just lift your voice and thank God for his word. Thank God for his word right now. Thank God for speaking to you. Thank God for his word that is coming to you, that has come to you right now. Lift your voice. You know the oppressions of faith right now. This is our year of higher eyes. You have to build on faithfulness. You have to build not on faithfulness, but on faithfulness. No more unfaithfulness. No more deceitfulness. No more unjust lie. It is time to be faithful. It is time to be faithful. In your walk with God, in your relationship with God, it is time to be faithful. It is time to be so thank God for His word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. But I've renounced the hidden things. I've given up. Another translation say, I've I said, I've given up. I've given up the hidden things of dishonesty. This morning, it's time to give up 
hidden things of dishonesty. And what does it say again? Not walking in craftiness. No more dual life in 2022. I said no more dual life in 2022. Then he said, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Today, I want to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lifetime of unfaithfulness in the name of Jesus. I renounce every hidden face of dishonesty, deceitfulness, and craftiness. Now, you yourself, you know it already. You know the things you need to give up right now. I want to present those things. Say, Lord, this year I am giving up a double life. I am giving up this lifestyle. I am giving up this lifestyle. This lifestyle of goodness, this life that is not pleasing to you, I give them up right now. 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 It is time to release and to trust God to bless you in the right way. You have to make God faithful. So I want to renounce it right now. Renounce them right now. Renounce them right now. in jesus name we are praying amen the second prayer point i would like you to pray right now is found can be found in luke 11 verse 2 and he said unto them when you pray say our father which art in heaven Allobe thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as on earth as it is in heaven. What is thy will be done on earth? The earth there is your life. Your will be done in my life. Matthew 26, verse 41, Jesus said, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if this cup may not pass over me, except I drink it, thy will be done. You see, this year, let your focus be, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Don't try to help God. God is big enough to help himself. You know, my life changed when I began to realize this truth. And at a point in time in my life, shortcut began to present itself. If you ask me, one of the major turning points in my life, there are two of them. 
was when I used to go to somebody's farm to steal. And I would go us. And you know, even though there was nobody to help us, God did not say he was going to help me and my family by stealing from somebody's farm. So I, I, I had to get to the point where I said, I will no longer steal from somebody's farm. No. I would rather remain hungry. I didn't know that God was watching it. Then at another point, I got to another junction. I was in a church, in the drama team of that church. And each time I asked, people liked the drama so much. But you see, I was really struggling. My family sometimes can go for days with only Gary. Then I remember a girl walked up to me after the service. I like the way you act. I just like the way you act. Can you come and visit? boy from hungry hours. I sat with it and ate it. Every afternoon, I would go to that girl's house. When I finished eating, I would watch DSTV with her. I would even carry the baby food there. And because I drank Ogi a lot. So seeing baby food, I would eat it. They were so rich. But one day came when I had to pay the price for this free meal. I remember watching the DSTV. And all of a sudden, I saw a hand on my head. It was as though electric shock entered my body. Nobody in my life has touched me like that. It shook me to my core. It was as though I just got by like that. And I knew that today is the day there is no free meal anywhere. You see, my parents love this girl. She gives us food stuff. They started calling her Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh in my house. Everybody loved her. And you know, as the Yahweh began to rob me, began to touch, storming my faith with my body with her finger, killing me softly with her touch. Then the words of my pastor came to me. I just remember that day. If you say no, what will happen? You know, some of you, the reason why you are doing what you're doing right now. It's because you feel you are indebted to that guy, to that girl. She's helping you. She's giving you money. She gives you a salary. He's the one that sent you to school. Maybe for some of you, he's even the one that is fetching you. Maybe for some of you, he's the one that has been taking care of you. You see, no man or woman is big enough to become a God in your life. Thank God for what they have done, but they are not your God. The greatest mistake you can make in life is to replace man with God. They will remain your God forever. Because you have made them your God. I remember that day. I just told her, I said, you know what? Please, I will come back tomorrow. There is something. How I left there. She said, okay. I got to my house. I packed my clothes. I put my little clothes in my bag. I told my mother, said, I'm relocating. If this girl comes and asks after me, please. Don't disclose where I'm going to stay. I told my mother I was going to stay in my friend's house. 
as I carried that bag. I had to trek from Ojodu all the way to Ogba where my friend was staying. As I was trekking in the sun, the different thoughts. I am walking away from free money. Walking away from a wolf. I remember getting to my friend's house. Oh boy, please accommodate me for some time. I said, why? I said, I'm running away from a temptation. I don't want to do it because it's not godly. And I remember my friend said, okay, what are you going to do? I remember going to Karamo Plastics beside Coca-Cola, opposite Agidengbe. And I went to that place to, as a factory worker. You see now, this girl can give me 500 naira per day. But now I have to work for 100 naira per day. It was a gas, you know, we gas the plastic in the sun, in the fire. You have to gas those plastic. You have to, they roll them. You should see how I became so lean. I used to use rope to tie my, my, my trouser. I had become so dry. But I said to myself, what God will not give me, I don't want it. You see, some of you, you need to say bye-bye to that lifestyle. It's paying you today, but you are eating gravel. The end of it will be bitterness. You see, but one day, I remember in that open sun, as I was rolling that plastic, a woman came there to buy, to buy plastic, and she was just looking at me. She was just looking at me. So at the point, you know, when somebody's looking at you, there's a way you know. Then I stopped. They said, please come. I went to her. He said, you know something? I said something like a rainbow around your head. You are going to be a glorious person. You are going to be a glorious person. It's there, around you. You know, she didn't know me. She didn't know my story. He said, that was the rainbow that the girl wanted to take away. That was the glory that the devil was fighting for. Fast forward today. The last time I checked that girl's story, she was chased out of that house disgracefully. Because her aunt caught her sleeping with her husband. Do you know what would have happened the day she was chased out? My entire life would have been chased out with her. I will not be where I am today. But you know, looking back, that girl cannot boast in my life. There is a price to pay for higher eyes. Jesus, the only time he sweated was when he was contending with this flesh. He said, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Your flesh is a weakness you have to fight. This morning, I want you to also pray. Lord, let your will be done in my life. I, and I'm going to give you the next five minutes to say, Lord, I am saying bye-bye to this lifetime. I would rather choose to suffer than to be rich in a corny way. What you are not giving me, I don't want it. I have told you my story. Now, how, what will be your story in five years' time? What will be your story in the next two years? What will be your story in 2022? Lift your voice and pray like Jesus. Father, 2022, let your will be done in my life. Help me to be pleasing to you. I am saying goodbye. I am saying bye to the life of godliness, to the life of craftiness. Lift your voice and pray right now, somebody. It is time to let go. I want somebody to pray right now. Something has to change in your life this year. Something has to change in your life this year. It is time to be without phone until God provides your own godly phone for you. It is time to be without money until God gives you your own money. But it is time to live for higher heights. It is time to live for higher heights. Lift your voice and pray. Oh God, let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my life. I am saying in 2022, no more craftiness. No more unfaithfulness. No more lies. No more double life. No more double life. 
Oh God, let your will be done in my life this year. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and talk to God. There is nothing like pleasing God. There is nothing like pleasing God. Oh Lord, thank you. Pray for yourself. Let your will be done in my life, oh God. I don't want my destiny to be stolen. And every destiny has been stolen. As you are praying, God is restoring them back to you. God is restoring your destiny back to you. It's your year of higher heights. It's your year of higher heights. No more stealing to live. No more lying to live. No more sleeping around to live. It's your year of higher heights. Higher heights in space. Higher heights in space. Higher heights in space. It will be well with you this year. God will make a way for you this year. For you must trust it. Deliver me from the power of the flesh. That your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my life, O God. In Jesus' name we are praying. Can you please bow your heads with me? If you're here, you are not born again. Maybe you're watching online or anywhere. You've not accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. And you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Whilst we all bow our heads, this is the moment of reconciling with God. It's your year of higher heights. Something has to change. Your destiny will be fulfilled. But you must trust in God. So if you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I know I've missed it. But I want to come back to Jesus. Or I know I'm not born again. But I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. If you are like that, everywhere you are, all is bad, all is close. But let's give them some privacy, please. Just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. God bless you. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus? You want to give your life to Jesus? Just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Now, place those hands on your chest. Place those hands on your chest. If you are watching online right now, so place those hands on your chest. Heavenly Father, say this was after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I repent of all unrighteousness. I repent of my sinful life. And I make you my Lord. I make you my Savior. Today I confess with my mouth. Jesus is the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that he died for my sins and arose again. Lord Jesus, take over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all those who have prayed this prayer. And I pray for them, Lord, that all things will become new. This is their year of higher height. As you've prayed this prayer online, offline, everywhere, Lord, I pray that take this one to their higher height, the realm of faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, if you pray that prayer from the depth of your heart, there, my team is passing in the congregation, raising a card right now. Just ask for that card. I would like you to feel it. By all means, you see that we will send you a message today or tomorrow. We will reach out to you. You will hear from us. There are some things you need to know. So just as they move around there right now, just say, please give me the card and feel that card. Hallelujah, somebody. Now it's time to take the communion. We are taking the communion everywhere right now. If you want to take the communion everywhere, 
Now, can you all focus with me on me here for a moment, please? Now, communion is, an, is something we do because we, build, we are exercising our faith in the word of Jesus. He said, if you take the bread and eat it, you are eating my flesh. If you take the drink and sanctify it, you are drinking my blood. And so when you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have your, my life in you. The life of Jesus is real life, eternal life. It's a life that the, the devil cannot destroy. So as you take this communion this morning, I want you to know that something great is happening in your life. You are moving into a realm of faithfulness. The life of Jesus is delivering you from the weakness of the flesh. So as this communion passes around right now, right, just take one, then I'm going to pray with you. Can we do that right now? Let's just take one. Let's make it very fast, team. All right. So pass it around. Just take the communion. Then I will be praying with you right now. I'll be praying for you right now. As you take your communion, begin to pray. Begin to pray and say, Lord Jesus, take me to my higher height in faithfulness this year. As I eat your flesh, strengthen me. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. Let me be strengthened by your might, by my spirit, man, to be pleasing to you. In every step I take, in every move I make, Lord, help me to be pleasing to you. Help me to be pleasing to you. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as I partake of this communion.